Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. already at episode 138 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And it's great. Some of you are going back and listening to all of them. And uh, that's a great opportunity to really learn a lot. And uh, actually, I probably would learn a lot myself by going back because I don't remember everything I hear. <laughs> I don't so, remember uh, everything we said. Yeah, no, I know I don't remember everything I said. It's a lot of words. My wife has to remind me, do you know what you said? You yeah, know, so yeah. sometimes I don't even know what I say. So anyway, so uh, get get the word out, Facebook, Twitter, um, on the Instagram, text, however you do it, and just uh, let our reach go out and start to reach people out there that can really be impacted by what uh, is done on the podcast here. Um, you know, Pastor, we're going to be heading out on Thursday. Thursday. To Jerusalem and Israel and Tel Aviv and all over Israel. And we're that, going on a trip. Yeah, that's exciting. I got our COVID test this morning. Make sure we get on the plane. I'm, I'm negative, which I You're understand negative? is positive. That's good. <laughs> negative is a good it's thing. It's positive to be negative. Um, but uh, yeah, I got the negative test. So that was the last real big hurdle. So it looks like. Well, I'm, you I'm say gonna, that, but we're going to have to take another test once we get there. Yeah, but so, we're already there. So we'll just go sit in a hotel while y'all go do everything. Right. Something like that. If Something like that. that. I don't think that's going to happen, but who knows? Um, but uh, you know what's interesting is that you've been how many times now? I don't even know, Trey. It's, I've been a few. You really Four don't. Five. Is, I'd have to go back and think. I don't know. So you have uh, really knowing with knowledge. You're going with knowledge. That's what I'm trying to get well, at. You have an understanding. You've knowledge. been there. I'd like to have more knowledge, but um, yeah. And so what we're going to be there. talking about today, which is very very important to me, because I have pretty much top five that I want to see that I want to be a part mm-hmm. of. And what's going to be interesting is when I get back, which we're also going to do a, a series on that, what was the most impactful, what, you know, impacted yeah, me yeah, the most yeah. and what I liked the most. Yeah. But today we're going to be talking about your top five so sites. Top five sites in Israel for me. So here's what we're going to do, right? This is going to be really cool. So, so we are leaving Thursday. Mm-hmm. If you're listening day Tuesday. Um, so a couple of days from now, maybe you're listening to this five years from now, we're already back, whatever. But <laughs> if you're listening today on the day of this release, we are leaving in two days for, uh, Israel. Uh-huh. Looking forward to it. And I have been a number of time over the, uh, times over the years. I love going, love taking people like Trey who've never been so they can experience the Holy Land for the very first mm-hmm. time. Most of the people going on our trip this time will be going for the first time. I think we have a, one couple that's been before. But for the most part, uh, this is a brand new group, never been. So I'm going to get to experience that with them. And that's always just amazing for me to get to see people in that land for the very first time and to help them have that experience. Uh, and and so over the years, there's some places in Israel that I've grown to love and and really enjoy mm-hmm. going back to. And um, I've done a lot of study uh, uh, about the Holy Land and the sites. And so, uh, and I'm growing in my knowledge of that. And so what we're going to do is I'm going today to give you my top five sites in Israel, the places I enjoy visiting the most mm-hmm. and give you a little background. And then next podcast episode, we are going to do it from Israel. Yeah, that's going to be great. So if you're listening next week, we we, we will record from Israel. It's going to be a little bit raw because we won't have all our fancy equipment, but you'll get to hear us from Israel. Hopefully we'll be able to have uh, some some of our tour members will be on the Mm -hmm. podcast with us, I hope, and get some impressions. And so that will be just kind of a on the ground, hey, here's what it's like, here's some impressions. And then when we get back, 
a couple weeks from now, we'll do a podcast episode on Pastor Trey, Pastor Pop's top yeah, that's five gonna be neat. sites. So, that's gonna be neat. so the five top sites that were most impactful for you. So that's mm-hmm. what we'll do. My top five. Then in the middle, we'll have just kind of a debrief time in Israel where you get to hear from us while we're there experiencing the Holy Land. And then we get back. Pastor Pop's top five. Be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I look forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. So I know for those of you listening, some of you have gone before, mm. and some of you listening, most of you probably have not gone before. Yeah. And I would just encourage you, if you ever have the opportunity to go, it really is worth it. It's an expensive trip because you're going to get on a plane and travel across the world. You can pay for hotels and all those kinds of things. But it is worth every penny to go and just to have the experience because what it did for me when I went, we were trying to figure out a minute ago how old I was when I first went because your son Ivy's going mm-hmm. and I was probably his age when I went yeah. the first time, 35, 36. And um, what it did for me is is it helped me to have um, just a, a different perspective on the Bible mm-hmm. because here's what happens, right? For all of my life, I've read the Bible. I studied the Bible, went to seminary, got a PhD. So I did a lot of study right, of the yeah, scripture and all those of kinds of things, right? So I feel like I got pretty good knowledge of the Bible. So I but 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 when you read it, Trey, I mean you know this, it's it's you're reading it. It's words on a page, mm-hmm. you know, and you read about Jerusalem and you got this image in your mind of what Jerusalem looks like, or you have the From the movies you've watched, usually. Right from yeah. movies or whatever, or you yeah. got an image of your mind of what the Sea of Galilee might look like, and then you're there and you actually see it. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I've heard uh, guys describe it as the Bible in 3D. Oh, man. And that really is kind of what it's like, right? You don't have to go to Israel to understand the Bible because mm-hmm. the Spirit lives inside of you and the Spirit, uh, you know, e- equips you to be able to understand and know His Word. You don't have to go to Israel to be a better Christian. I mean, you don't have to go. But it sure is helpful uh, just to kind of get a, a feel of the land and, and what it's like and to experience the culture. It really is helpful. And so for me, it really did help me to have a... Uh, just a, a new perspective on on when I read the New Testament, for example, and I read about the Sea of Galilee. Oh, I was there. I remember what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Or when I read about Capernaum or some of these other places or even, you know, the temple, uh, not that the temple standing, but I've been there on Temple Mount yeah. where the temple did stand. Um, I've, I've got a perspective in my mind of what it actually looked like. And, and to make some of those connections mm-hmm. um, just was really helpful for me. And so I think for you, Trey, you're going to have that, that same kind of experience I'm where, where you know, it's not going to make you a better Christian because you go. Right. right, of course, not. Uh, but it's going to help you have a perspective that you didn't have before, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's valuable. Um, and so, if you never had the opportunity to go, you know, I would I would I would encourage you to go. I, we're, at Northwood, we're going to try to take a trip every couple of years. We went in 2020, mm-hmm. um, right before COVID hit and the world went crazy. Now we're going again, and so hopefully in 2024 we'll take another trip to Israel. So if you're part of the Northwood family, go ahead and start saving your pennies because you'll need a lot of those pennies. So save them up now. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a great yeah, time. I've already had a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go in 2024 because yeah. they're all trying well, to I can't avoid wait to the take COVID it, right? part. I can't wait to take but, it. If you're ready to go, I'll take it. That's for sure. So what are you looking forward to most, Trey? When you think about I'm going to tell you my top five. What's your top one? What's the one thing that you cannot wait to see? I, I do want to see the empty tomb. I mean, yeah. I just don't want to, I just want to see it, you know, eyeball it. And I know, uh, we talked about that Sunday. Yeah, There's yeah. a couple of empty, there's lots of empty tombs. <laughs> I, I They've just, exhumed quite a few tombs in, through archeology, span but yeah. So there's, we'll talk about that. Though. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, there's two rival spots where the resurrection mm-hmm, of Christ mm-hmm. may have happened. And so you'll see both of those. And like you said, one feels weird and one feels better, but right. that necessarily mean that that's what right, the situation right, right, is. Right. But anyway, you know, um, I, I just really, I just really want to see that. I mean, I think I want to see Masada, you know, yeah, I've always had this yeah. fascination with that. And when the Jews yeah. uh, were, you know, up there and the Romans came to get them and they stood their ground for so long and yeah. then, 
Yeah, that's, that's not that, necessarily that, a biblical site. We yeah, think David yeah. might have uh, been in that area mm-hmm. uh, and on top of that mount. But Masada was um, a summer home that mm-hmm. King Herod right. constructed uh, down around the Dead Sea. And, and, and then the Jews uh, during the revolt, right, they, they escaped. Many Jews escaped mm-hmm. up there. And there was a story of mass suicide, which is an interesting oh boy, story. Wow. So it's, it's got an interesting story. And then it's just beautiful because mm-hmm. you're in the middle of the desert. There's nothing but dirt everywhere you look. And, and you've got these big de- – I mean, I'd never been anywhere like that in my life. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever been where, like, all that kind of desert stuff. But um, to me, it was, it's, 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 there's this unique beauty about it mm-hmm. because it is dirt everywhere you look. In the middle of this dirt – is an oasis, the Dead Sea. But it's not really an oasis because it's the Dead Sea. You can't drink the water. You can only look at the water. Yeah, yeah. You, you can float in the water because, yeah. you know, the salt concentration is so high. Nothing lives in the Dead Sea because of the salt concentration. So you have this oasis that's really not, but it's pretty. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to see the Dead Sea. I want to see Sea of Galilee. Yeah. That's one of my, it's my things. And, it's gorgeous. Um I'm interested just to see. I know that you've put up pictures, but uh, Gordon's Calvary. Uh, yeah. I want to see that because uh, that was a secondary one that uh, you know they've yeah. come up with. And yeah. Anyway, just just some things that I've always wanted to be. About. And also this thing of I've heard that it's it's so much smaller than you think it is. You imagine, you know, uh, oh we're gonna it, and it was a day's walk too. Well, you can almost from Jerusalem see these things were yeah. a day's yeah. walk yeah. and. You know, just those kind of things that uh, that it, it just kind of put a lot in perspective. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I think yeah, you'll Israel get a lot of is a very small country. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I want to say it's maybe it's the size of Rhode Island or one of those smaller something states like or something yeah, like heard, that. But it's I've a very small country, and so we we will see a lot of that small mm-hmm. country, and we'll go from Galilee down to Jerusalem, which is about an hour and a half drive, and yeah, so. Be, be fun. And then cars have made it even smaller. You know, they That's used exactly to have to walk right. everywhere yeah. or ride a donkey. But uh, anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, Pastor, let's jump right on and uh, give us some in- top inputs. five sites. And we're going to do a countdown five, here. We're going to go three, five, two, four, one. three, two, one. That's, that means your most favorite, your least favorite. Not least favorite because it's my top five. Least of the five. Okay. Least of the five top. All right. Anyway, we'll do it. First one is this. <laughs> I, don't know that, I don't know if that came out right, Pops. We'll, we'll roll with it. <laughs> top okay. five. These are my top five. Top five. five. All right. And we're going to start with number five, and that is the Western Wall. Yeah. So you've heard about the Western yes. Wall, haven't you? Yeah. Back in the old days, it used to be called the Wailing Wall. Mm-hmm. And so this is a western wall um, right there at Temple Mount, right? It's actually a retaining wall. And so so King Herod, you remember the story of King Herod? Mm-hmm. When he was the, the king of Israel, you know, he was appointed king by the Roman government. He was not the king that the Jews wanted. Um, and so so to, to impress the Jews, what he did is he just went and he just rebuilt lots of Jerusalem and just these grand buildings and and he rebuilt the temple, mm-hmm. right? It, it, the temple had been rebuilt in the time of Nehemiah, but so I guess renovate is more the word. But but he he greatly expands Temple Mount, and um, and then all of that would fall in seventy A.D. And so we're going to go to the Western Wall because you know what happened after uh, the fall of Jerusalem in seventy A.D. That eventually the Muslims will come in centuries later. The Muslims will come in, and then they would um, build the Dome of the Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of Temple Mount, this and 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 so now this Temple Mount that used to be so sacred to the Jewish people, it is now a sacred spot for the Muslim mm-hmm. faith, and and so it, it will hopefully be able to go on top of Temple Mount, which is oh, wow. really really fascinating and strange, and oh, it just gives me chills thinking about it, and so so but on top of Temple Mount, it's a place of Muslim worship, mm. and so Jewish people can go up there, but if you go up there. Um, you know, you're not allowed to take your prayer books, your Bible or anything like that, because mm-hmm. it is a, a site of Muslim worship. And so, so for 
a Jew because of, you know, the, the tension between Muslims and, and Judaism, um, they can't worship on Temple Mount. This place mm. where the temple once stood, which was once the heart of Jewish worship, they can't worship there. And so for them, that Western wall, it is uh, the closest they can get uh, to the Holy of Holies where it would have stood. And there they are allowed to worship. And, and there they are. So, so the, the, the Western wall, the section we're going to be at, it, it is the most sacred spot uh, for a Jewish person because mm. it's as close as they can get to uh, where the temple once stood. And, and so when we get there, it's just, it's, it's just, it's just powerful to see all these Jewish people. They, they divide up, and you have a, a, a women's side and a men's side. Mm-hmm. You have to cover your head, and you can go touch the wall and pray. Uh, and, 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 you're, and you're touching. What's really fascinating is you're, you're touching stones that, are, that, are, you know, that were placed there um, during the time of King Herod. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll even see stones that, that were from the time of Solomon. Oh my gosh. Right, you're going to be able to see stones from that first temple period, oh my which is wild to think. You're going to actually, if we go up on Temple Mount, if we're if we take the time to go up there, sometimes we don't just because it, the, the security is so tight and it takes forever to get up there. Um, but if we are able to go up there, you'll actually walk on stones from the time of King Solomon. Oh my, heavens. that is wild to think, isn't it? And so, so what's what's fascinating about the Western Wall is what archaeology has discovered over the last hundred years is. Um, is there's actually, we're going to walk through, we're going to go to the Western Wall where the Jews gathered to pray, and we're going to see that and experience that. And um, and just the thought too, right? I mean, they're, you know, the Jews don't believe that Messiah has come yet. Mm-hmm. We do. They're longing for Messiah. We've experienced yeah, Messiah. Yeah. And we know that, man, there is no wall that divides us from the God of all creation. Mm-hmm. The Christ has broken down everything. Anyway, that's, it's just powerful to think that too. But then we're going to go through a tunnel, that that um, long story about how that came about, but, but that we'll walk through and and we'll we'll get to walk along the western wall through this tunnel, um, and and we're going to come to a part of the wall uh, through this tunnel that is about two hundred uh, feet from where the holy of holies once stood on the other side of the wall. It, it's, it's as close as you can get, um, and so it's it's a very uh, sacred spot for Jewish people. And this is what's so fascinating too. If, if you're, you know, kind of a history buff, archaeology buff, you like to think about it. If you're a, con, you know, in construction, we, we will see in the Western wall tunnel, we will see stones that are 600 tons. Oh my gracious. They're massively oh, huge. How did they get them there? That's the question. We I don't have even know no, if we have equipment that can right, do that. We now. have no idea. Six hundred tons is is you know <sighs> the weight of two seventy seven forty sevens with loaded down with passengers and luggage. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's just it's unreal to see these stones, just how massive they are. And we'll watch a video. They've got mm-hmm. video. We're kind of thinking, okay, this is how they might have moved them here. But it's about stones that were, and then were and were put in place perfectly. I mean, just the engineering is mind-boggling mm. to think how they would have you know, put these foundational stones in the temple that you can still see, you can touch. It's massively huge. So for me, it's just a really, really cool spot. I mean, you, you know, you, you feel the sacredness of that place because it is right there at the temple, and you, you see the fervency of the prayers of the Jewish people. Um, you know, they're, again, they, they don't believe like we do. They're awaiting Messiah, which we believe the Messiah has come and is going to return again. Uh, they don't believe Jesus is the Messiah, but but still, it's just a it's a fascinating, mm. powerful place, and and so much of our 
Bible history, right, mm-hmm. takes place in this specific area. Yeah. And you think about our Old Testament and even the New Testament, Jesus mm-hmm. um, at the temple, and and we're going to be there. And 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 we'll we'll, we'll walk around. Uh, from the western wall to the southern side of the temple, and, and there will be a, what, what's called the southern steps uh, that were constructed during the time of Herod. And, and without a doubt, Trey, without a, a doubt, you are going to sit on some steps that we know for certain that Jesus would have walked up and down. Oh, I, that, that, that just right? overwhelmed me. Because even he would have gone through this entrance to get, now we're going to see a lump in my too. throat. And not only that, but we, we, we assume oh, that these steps we're going to sit on that are kind of perpendicular to... Um, the Western Wall. We assume that this is probably where Pentecost took place, because you know it started in the upper room. But when you got thousands yeah. of people, thousands of people ain't gonna fit in that upper room, no. and so it probably spilled over into the southern steps because these southern steps it was again a main thoroughfare mm-hmm. into the temple, onto the Temple Mount, and so I mean, it's just a really really neat place. So, so I mean, the beginning what, of yeah, the church was right there. Right, begin, we we're gonna be in the place where the church began. Wow. Mm. So yeah, that's that's number five. So All right, I can see. I can see. That's gonna be cool, man. I, I'm probably obviously at this point. I'm I'm rec- recognizing. I'm probably gonna change completely yeah, what it's, I want to say. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> number four. The Sea of Galilee. Yeah, so so you know the the Temple Mount and all that. That's in Jerusalem. It's a very powerful place. Uh, Jerusalem's going to feel kind of weird mm-hmm. because you have the coming together of a lot of different cultures, right? You have you Christians, mm-hmm. you have um, Jews, you have Armenian Christians that are there, um, you have uh, Muslims, and so you have all these cultures. That, and in fact, Jerusalem is divided up in the old city which we'll spend a lot of time in, is divided up into four different quarters based on 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 that that you know rich ethnic history, right? You have the Armenians, the the Muslims, the Jews, and the Christians. And there, there's different sections in the old city. Um, and so it's this kind of melting pot, if you will, and it's it's just really, really mm. it's a big city. I mean you have you have the old city and then you have Jerusalem, you know, has expanded over the years, obviously, and the new city of Jerusalem. So Jerusalem's more like a modern city. Yeah, lot, and not, the, not old, the old city. The old city they just try to preserve the history right, and all those and kind that, of things. That's but, kinda like Downtown Charleston, parts of downtown maybe Charleston. Maybe so. Maybe sorta. so. Yeah, that's probably a good comparison. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously a little bit older than well, downtown Yeah, we Charleston. say we live in Charleston. <laughs> we don't necessarily live right, in downtown right, Charleston. Right, right, So you have the Jerusalem that surrounds it. And, um, but, Interesting. But, but it's just, you know, it's, it feels like a big city. Yeah. You know, it's loud. Yeah. And and then the Sea of Galilee is like going out to the country. Right? Really? It's, that? it's, it's just kind of peaceful and serene. Oh. Um, Jerusalem, right? You're 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 getting closer to that um, that Dead Sea area, mm-hmm. right? So you're getting further and further into uh, that more um, arid climate, you know, that more you know desert desert kind of place where we're up in uh, Galilee, which is amazing because you're not that far away. You're only an hour away, mm-hmm. but the way that the terrain changes is really, really wild. You're up in the hills of Galilee. I mean, you've got just a lot of greenery. Even mm-hmm. when we go in, you know, beginning of March, you'll see a lot of green grass and, and trees, and it's just really, really beautiful. And then, you know, you've got all these different hills, right? Um, and so you think about the Sea of Galilee. When you've probably heard a preacher talk about it, you know, when preaching on, you know, Mark 4 and Jesus calming the storm, mm-hmm. how, how you know, that sea is surrounded by mountains. Well, it's not really mountains, just big hills, Right. Uh, but I guess the mountains. But they call. Been, but the Bible calls. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Like Sermon on the Mount. Is right, right, right. Out right. We'll, we'll go to that place where yeah. that might have been the spot where Jesus preached that sermon. Right, right. But um, you know, they're they're not mountains like we think of, mm-hmm. right? It's just just big hills, like lots of big hills. Um, now there are some mountains we'll go to. We'll see Mount Hermon, um, and some things like that. But um, you know, it's not like going to the Appalachian Trail right, or something right. like that. So, so you'll have these, and so, and so you'll see it, right? I mean, the Sea of Galilee, it literally feels like you're in a bowl because you're, you're, 
what's going to happen, we're going to go to Sea of Galilee. We're actually going to stay in um, a hotel that's mm-hmm. on the Sea of Galilee that you're going to be able to get up in the morning. You're going to be able to walk down to a boardwalk and you're going to be able to watch the sunrise over the oh, Sea of Galilee, which man. is absolutely amazing. It's a wonderful experience to stay at that hotel. And you're right there, man. Yeah, you can look out your window and see the Sea of Galilee. It's, it's just really, really cool. And we'll get on a boat, which is just really cool. We'll get on a boat and we'll ride out into the Sea of Galilee. Now, that's a fun experience. What was helpful for me being on the Sea of Galilee is it really does put things into perspective. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're going to get to to have a, a sense of what it was like for Jesus and his followers, his disciples, to be on that sea, crossing from one side to the other side. When we're on the Sea of Galilee, um, I'm going to be able to point out to you, over in this region is the region of the Gerasenes, and over mm-hmm. this region is the region of Capernaum, over this region you know, is uh, Bethsaida, or whatever the case may be. And from the Sea of Galilee, you're just going to get perspective. You're going to be able to see, okay, here's all those places that are talked about in the Bible. Mm. And it's just going to be powerful, because for me, on the Sea of Galilee, uh, that's where things started to come together. Okay, I can see how Jesus would have traveled in this land. I can see how he would have gone from this side of the sea to that side of the sea. And so that was just really helpful for me, uh, just to put things in perspective, mm. right? I think about about uh, the Western Wall. That's just a really unique place and just kind of, you know, a very moving when you see the people praying there. But, but the Sea of Galilee was more of a, okay, this is just, this really just helps me see things from perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's just a neat experience. We'll have a time on the Sea of Galilee where we worship together, where we scripture oh, together. So that's going to be really powerful as well. But I mean, it's just a really neat experience to know that I am on the sea that Jesus called. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's again so much of our 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 um, Bible history, especially our New Testament gospel history. It happened right here in this area. Mm-hmm. Right. This is where this was where Jesus camped out. He went down to Jerusalem, obviously, but most of his life he spent right around this area, ministering and you know those kinds of things. And so it's just gonna be a really neat thing to be right there on the Sea of Galilee and just the beauty of it. Right. It's just gonna you're really gonna enjoy it. Number three, and this is an interesting choice. I would have never even thought of this one. House oh. of Caiaphas. Well, you know who Caiaphas was, yes, right? The high priest. Do. High priest. Yep. So this is why this place is so interesting because mm. this is the place where Jesus was taken on the night of his arrest. So when they arrested him, that's where they brought he him. He went to the house of Caiaphas, okay. right? So there's a church built over, um, and they, they, they have done a significant archaeological uh, work in this area. They have uncovered the remains of the house of Caiaphas. And so you'll get to see those remains. It's, it's, and they've built a church over time. That's what they do is they build churches, which that's another story for another day why they do that. But they build a church right there to commemorate that spot. And, and you'll get to see those remains. Um, okay. When you talk about these churches over top of these places, it's it, this is like, what, Catholic churches? Armenian churches? Primarily Catholic churches, but sometimes you'll see some other okay. churches. As well. So so here's the reason why. Um, you know, when... when um, these places began to get uncovered. I mean, mm-hmm. e- even before, you know, talking about, we're talking about even um, back soon after the ascension of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. believers started commemorating the spots. Mm-hmm. So that's been going on for a long, long time. And then what happened uh, that really kind of brought on the building of churches over these spots was um, Constantine's mother, Helena. Okay. She took a trip. She was an, a, a fervent follower of Jesus Christ. She took a trip to the Holy Land and 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 talked to believers about mm-hmm. where some of these sites were. And so the response was, okay, let's build churches over these spots to commemorate the sites, right? And so, for for example, we'll go to the church of the Nativity in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Helena, 
right? She right. Um, led the construction of that and also the church, the Holy Sepulchre. Right. Those churches are extremely old, right? So you think about the church of the nativity. Uh, I want to say it was 325, 330 AD, Gracious. right? And the church of the Holy Sepulchre was built just a little bit. Now, the, those, the original facilities aren't there, right? Because you had lots of wars and those things have been burned down. Not burned down, And yeah. so, you know, you, the, the churches we're going to be in are, are largely from the Crusader period mm. uh, when the Crusaders went back in to recapture Jerusalem uh, after it had been under Islamic rule for so long. And so so most of the churches will be in. Now, we will see remains and parts of, of, of these churches that are from you know, that early time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of it today is from the Crusader period, which is still really, really old. Um, but so, so, you know, if you think about it, we're, we're, it, it's weird to go to a spot, spot and see a church, mm. right? But we're thankful because that's the way they preserved the spots. I was going to say that preserved it. It preserved yeah, it. And so yeah. for centuries, you know, we've been able to say these were the spots. Be- and, and, and and we don't know if these are the exact places. Now, the House of Caiaphas, we've done significant archaeological research there. So we know probably, that. So we, we, a lot of these places, that, that it's probably pretty close. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, we kind of take that in mind. And um, so you have the House of Caiaphas. What's interesting there are really two things. Is one, in the House of Caiaphas, we're going to go down to a dungeon. And it's probably the dungeon where they held Jesus before mm-hmm. he was taken to Pontius Pilate. That's going to be interesting. I'm shaking my head yeah, right yeah, now. Y'all can't see. Yeah, I'm just yeah, incredulous. Yeah, yeah. So that's where they kept the prisoners. And so in this dungeon, Jesus Christ was probably held before he was taken before Pilate. And then, and then you're going to go all outside of the church of Caiaphas and you're going to see these ancient stairs. There's no doubt in our mind that when Jesus was arrested, that he walked because this was the way from the, from the Garden of Gethsemane back into um, Jerusalem proper and back into the House of Caiaphas, Jesus would have had to have walked up these stairs, and so you're going to to see these stairs that Jesus walked up after he was arrested and then taken down these stairs again uh, to to uh, to his crucifixion. Years ago, they'd let you walk on these stairs. Mm. You can't anymore. They've yeah. got them kind of blocked off now, but you're still getting. It's, it's just a powerful place. Powerful place. And that kind of leads us to number two, which is the Garden of Gethsemane. Oh, man. Talk about um, just a real significant spot for reflection and just to think about the agony of Christ mm-hmm. on the eve before his crucifixion. So um, there's a beautiful church that's built there. but And you've probably heard this before, Trey, and probably many of you have heard that that in the Garden of Gethsemane, there are trees there that are 2,000 years old. Yeah, And so you're going to see these ancient olive trees that, that maybe one of these trees Jesus leaned, leaned against and prayed against. We don't know that for sure, but they, these trees were there. Mm-hmm. They were there. and what, Maybe so, it's where the disciples fell asleep. It, it could very, very <laughs> much so, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so you're going to see this, 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 um, these olive trees, this, and um, it's just a really neat spot. And then what we, what we typically do, based on the crowds, we were able to do this last time, so I'm sure we'll be able to do it this time, is um, I have reserved a spot in the Garden of Gethsemane, we'll be able to have some private time away oh, from the crowd man. just to think and reflect. And it's just, man, because what from that, from, here's what's, you, you, you put yourself back in that place, right? And think about Jesus being in that garden praying, um, Father, take this cup from me. Not my will be done, but your will be done, right? Mm. And, and, and from the Garden of Gethsemane, you can look over and you can see, you know, um, the Kidron Valley where Jesus would have walked through. And you can see the walls of Jerusalem and you can see the Temple Mount. And Jesus would have been able to look from um, the Garden of Gethsemane. He'd have been able to see what, probably not nighttime, it'd have been dark, but right across the way, there would have been the Temple, right? Mm-hmm. And just, you know, all that, 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 um, was going on with temple worship and all those kind of things, or worship at the temple, and then knowing that he was going to die the ultimate sacrifice. 
Um, it's just a powerful, powerful place. That that for sure is my number two place in in Israel is to be in that garden and just reflecting on what Christ has done. It, and I think from every trip I've gone on, I mean, people just that that's just a moving moment for most people is just being in that garden in Gethsemane, knowing that Christ. Mm you know, agonized with the father over his death in that garden. It's powerful to be able to read John and Luke. Oh in man. That yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then the number one place is, and I would say yes to this church of the Holy Sepulcher. Yeah, this is going to be a neat place. So the church of the Holy Sepulcher is a, is the, is the place that uh, marks a spot of the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. Um, it is, it is a built three thirties, right? Mm-hmm. Helena. Um, again, it's been, reconstructed and it, and it's big, it's weird. It smells funny. Um, you know, you have seven, seven different denominations that, um, are in this church. So it's seven, seven, seven. Yeah. I can't name them all. You have, <laughs> That's all right. you have Armenian, oh, wow, you I'm have uh, Egyptian Coptic, you have Roman Catholic, you have Greek Orthodox. I can't remember all of them, but it, it's just mm. a wild place. Um, and, and so remember we talked about this Sunday morning. I brought this up as an illustration. You know, we had, um, because it just feels weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, um, you know, a British general Gordon who saw it and said, no, that can't be it. And so he marked another spot, Gordon's Calvary. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit further away, uh, that there was a, a rock formation that looked like a skull and then a, you know, a, a tomb right around it. So this must be the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he claimed, and so there's, a, and so they commemorate that spot as an alternate mm-hmm. to the church of Holy Sepulchre. And you will go there and it really is nice and beautiful and pretty. And there's a nice, beautiful garden. I mean, it's really, it feels right, but it's probably not right. Right. Um, We are pretty confident based on, uh, and and I'll talk to you more when we get Israel about this and the guy probably will too, uh, about why this more than likely is a spot. It doesn't feel like it because of all the hoopla and all the, you know, religious stuff. Right. But, but you're going to be in the spot where most likely Jesus Christ died and then rose again. And it's not going to feel like it. You're going to say, this can't be the spot, but it probably is. And and just the story, I mean, obviously the story of the resurrection is the most powerful story in all yeah, of history. Of course. But the story of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre is a fascinating story about how Helena founded that. Uh, there's, we're going to go into a crypt in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre where, where, where she found three crosses. And she said, this cross right here is the cross of Christ. Now, do we know that for sure? Yeah. No. Um, but we'll be able to see um, part of that cross that she found back in the, the 300s. Man, oh, man. Yeah. Um, and then you will also see uh, where the, the spot that's Golgotha. And you're going to see this rock formation mm. that, that more than likely was Golgotha. And it, it is, it is, it's a, it's a powerful place. It's a, again, it's a strange place, but the story around that church and how that church came to be, and it's going to be a powerful story. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy place, but a very important place because it does commemorate the death and resurrection of Jesus. So man, it's going to be wild. You, you know, you talk about weird, but you know, where I used to live was Mount Pleasant, just yeah. saying. Yeah. And there are places in Mount Pleasant that I used to go to that are nothing like they were when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Just because it feels weird doesn't mean that it's, it's not, not the, the same place. place yeah, that's know? exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, Pastor, this has been just, uh, even for me, I, we've talked, but uh, eye-opening just to what to look forward to yeah. and what to expect. So yeah. uh, 
And we got an exciting week next week. Don't miss it. Yeah. And so get us ready for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't wait. Yeah. So part of the reason why I wanted to do this today was just to give you a taste, right? That, mm-hmm. that man, we're going to go on a great trip and we're going to report back to you some. And, um, you know, if you've never had the opportunity, hopefully this will give you kind of a foretaste of what it's like to go over there. And if you're ever interested in going, let me know. We want to help you to get there. Uh, but, but this is helpful for us because it does help us remember that there really is a place mm-hmm. where Jesus lived and walked and died and rose again for us. And that's really cool to think about. So I hope this has been helpful for you today. If it has been helpful, go ahead and hit that subscribe button you have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review that helps us to get word about out about the podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.